Drop the needle. Drop the needle. Is that good or bad? I guess it can be both, depending on how you look at it. We'll look at it right now in this new episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. This is the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Yes, my friends, the leaves are falling. The leaves are falling, but that's not always a good thing because when the leaves fall, that means the tree pollens are active. And yours truly, Matthew, the host and the creator of the Gratitude Journal podcast, uh, suffers. You know, I used to spend a lot of money on allergists and going to their offices in the middle of the day to get my shot. And nothing really helped all that much, but I just feel kind of gunky and kind of stuffy. And as we were trying to paint the back deck this past weekend, we realized that the leaves were not cooperating at all. They're already starting to fall. Not that things are really turning colors here in Northeast Ohio, but there is a little bit of color on some of the burning bushes. In fact, the monolith across from us, that almost North Korean-looking building edifice that blocks our view of downtown Akron, uh, there's a big row of burning bushes. This is the positive thing about that property. And I know when they start to turn that summer has uh, eked out its final breath and we are moving towards you-know-what. But I try to live in the moment. I try to live in the moment. And the tops of the burning bushes are just starting to get inflamed. And they really are quite beautiful when they're in full bloom. But that's what's happening here. So thank you for joining uh, us for another episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast, the podcast designed around trying to find little slivers of gratitude in an otherwise chaotic and crazy world. And I have to be honest with you and tell you that I have been pretty massively depressed lately. Uh, I don't have any trouble admitting that. And I think in talking to uh, several people that I've spoken with over the past couple of weeks, because I think it's been a good two weeks now since I uploaded a new edition of the podcast, that those people that I spoke with are also at that point where depression is starting to kind of seep in. And this is always a troubling time because in this podcast, I'm trying to find gratitude. And I have to be honest with you and tell you that there seems to be limited opportunities for me to discover those slivers of gratitude. Now, other people would say, well, hey, you have this and you have this and you have this. And that's true. But uh, you know, as well as I know, that sometimes in the mix of all of the bad gunk, this is sometimes difficult for us to find. And I'm using an old tried and true method to try to give myself some perspective on this situation we're in now, this chaotic, crazy 
multifaceted, multi-problem world. I've been trying to organize Donna's art stuff here in the basement layer. Well, I should say the room on the other side of the basement layer. And I discovered over the years that the side of the house that points southeast, if I have my directions correct, has been actually taking on a little bit of water. And it's been happening over the past number of years. Now, I think, if memory serves, that we corrected that. But after trying to take all of her stuff off shelves, try to downsize it, try to organize it to give her a space to work, I've discovered that, A, sometimes you take stuff off shelves and you realize, wow, I probably should have taken all this stuff off these shelves like you know years ago because not only is there an abundance of cobwebs and all the other stuff, but you realize that, hey, at one point there was kind of like a water leak. So I don't know whether it was just bad water flow off of a gutter or, you know, there's a spigot on the other side of the wall. But anyway, I've been having to try to deal with this issue. And it's one of many, I guess they could fall under the category of bad things that just have been happening. And it's not only just the small things, but obviously it's the larger things. And the big bad thing is I had this kind of mini vacation planned. And I've had this planned really for almost a year. And it just got to the point where I had to make a decision about whether I wanted to put us at risk and travel because of the rising COVID numbers. And so I really waffled. I went back and forth. I try to read all of the things that I should probably have to read in order to make a good decision. I even reached out to Donna's doctor through the patient portal to get his idea about what he felt about travel. And I spent a lot of time on the CDC website. And really, the CDC website didn't really tell people not to travel. They really told people to, you know, if you're vaccinated, take precautions, you know, that kind of thing. The kind of nebulous precautions that were ordered to take. And I buy into all those precautions. As you know, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I have all the vaccines. In fact, my arm is still hurting a little bit from the flu shot that I got over the weekend. And I'm scheduled in another week to get my second shingles shot. So, I mean, I trust science and maybe that's to my detriment. I don't know. But I decided after a lot of waffling around that it might be best for us to put off this trip. Well, that upset me, and I haven't really explained it to Donna because it was supposed to be a secret. And then the other person who was supposed to meet us there, you know, they decided that they weren't going to put it off and they were continuing to go. So I feel just a lot of gunkiness because this is just one of one million things that have been occurring over the past several weeks, the high COVID numbers, the masking up whenever we go out, we're trying to protect Donna by not going out and really doing the bare necessities, canceling the vacation, uh, making sure that she has all the medications that she needs, uh, struggling financially, trying to battle you know these 
pollen episodes in anticipation of hopefully not getting ill. And then walking into the basement and discovering, wow, there's like water all over the place, or there was at one time. So now I have to scrape the walls and I have to repaint the walls. And, and I feel kind of overwhelmed. I mean, if I'm being totally honest, I feel kind of overwhelmed. And I've been trying little by little to get her stuff situated and organized. And I haven't really succeeded in making progress, the kind of progress that I wanted before winter. And as I've mentioned in other podcast episodes, we've also been kind of considering a relocation, but that looks more and more unlikely due to the fact that there's not a whole lot of inventory out there. And the inventory that is out there is really kind of overpriced. And this puts us in a precarious situation. So I thought, you know, I just wish I could re-rack the reels, you know, rewind the reel to the beginning and just go back to like whenever this water happened in the basement, I could have just put it into it then. Or gosh, I wish I just would have prepared more for all this stuff. And gosh, I would have made this decision had I known more, had more information at my disposal, or if I would just opened up my damn eyes and really saw rather than just being so focused on what was in front of me because I maybe felt like my ego got in the way and I really kind of been punishing myself about this, trying to make the best decisions possible in light of all the bad crap that is going on right now in our world. And so I walked upstairs the other day to put some billing info into QuickBooks for the business. And I walked past a turntable that I'd purchased for Donna years ago that she said she wanted because she had a bunch of vinyl albums she wanted to play. And she did for a couple of days. And then the turntable sort of sat by itself. And I thought to myself, you know, right below the turntable is a whole stack of vinyl, a whole stack of albums, albums of mine that I've not put on a turntable in decades. And I just all of a sudden got this yearning to put vinyl onto a turntable. Is going back good is retracing our steps good? Is the way it was done before better than the way it's done now? And I think everybody feels that their particular era was the best era. And I can't touch upon every single category within the era in which I grew up, but I can say music-wise, there was something very special about the 70s, late 60s to early 80s, that period, there was something very special about it. Now, my wife, who has me by several years, would probably say, no, it was the time that I was in high school that was the penultimate in music and the way things were happening as far as the industry. And of course, People who are 20 years younger than me would disagree and they would have their particular era. 
that was the best. Everybody's era when you were growing up was the best era, right? And so the purists will say, yes, we have access to Spotify. Yes, we have access to Alexa. And we have access to all the other platforms that allow us to hear Sweet Home Alabama from Leonard Skinner. Okay, there's 19,000 ways to listen to it outside of a radio station. But does any of them match listening to it on vinyl? And my contention is no. There is no sound better than the creamy texture of a needle bouncing onto a vinyl disc, crackles and all, because of the sweet technology that was available to us back then and which bands and musicians are trying to recreate today. And putting the needle on the vinyl makes me retrace my steps. It puts me in a warm feeling, right? It takes us back to where we were. We want to hear Boston's More Than a Feeling on vinyl. We want to hear Sultans of Swing from Dire Straits on vinyl. We want to hear Baba O'Reilly from The Who on vinyl. Because vinyl, to me, means going up in the attic of the house where I grew up, my domain, my sacred space, putting the headphones on, dropping the needle onto sticky fingers from the Rolling Stones, and going off into my own world saying goodbye to reality, envisioning the way my life can be and should be and will be once I have the ambition to change it to be so. It was my way of recreating my world to put myself in this comfy space. So in a way, dropping the needle on the vinyl provided an escape for me. And at that moment, sitting in front of the stack of invoices, knowing that I had to deal with my little basement issue, knowing that I have to deal with calling up an airline and trying to cancel a flight and trying to get money back and knowing I'm going to lose money on it because of COVID. All of the things that stacked up in front of me, I wanted to drop the needle on the vinyl so that I could escape. What could be better than escaping into the greatest era in music history? But even as I'm playing air guitar to that middle solo in More Than a Feeling from Boston, I mean, is there any better middle solo? I know the Hendrix and the Clapton crowd will disagree with me, but I know it note for note. I can't play it on a guitar, but I can play it on an air guitar, right? I also know that really dropping the needle on the past to escape the present is kind of like putting a needle in your vein, as I would imagine. I've never done that kind of narcotic, but obviously every book I've ever read and every movie that's ever portrayed it 
makes it seem like, at least in the beginning, initially, that the ultimate way to circumvent the traumas of your reality is to insert a needle into a vein so that you can get temporary relief. But I know, deep down, that it's an illusion, right? I'm just delaying the inevitable. I'm giving myself an out so that I can pretend that whatever is in front of me is not happening. Now, does this make Spotify and Alexa and all the other ways for us to listen, does that necessarily make it better because it's in the now? No. If I'm escaping back to the way things were, that means that I am either afraid or hesitant to face things as they are, which means I'm closing myself off, right? Which means that I need to, yes, appreciate where I was at that time and appreciate all of the greatness of that era, but at the same time, it doesn't take away from the fact that today's present moment is staring me in the face and I have to confront the things that need to be confronted in order to find the gratitude. So, dropping the needle is sticking the needle in a way and it's preventing me from facing the reality of my truth. And the reality of my truth is that things suck right now. They suck. I know they suck because I just returned from my orthopedic doctor's office today and got the results of the MRI on my left knee that has been bothering me for the last three months. And I have severe arthritis, which means that there's also a small meniscus tear. And because of that extreme arthritis, that repair of the small meniscus tear is really not recommended. It's not going to make things any better. Combined by the fact that at some point in my past, I also have a slight ACL tear. And also, any attempted repair of the ACL tear is really not going to dramatically improve things for me. So I'm condemned to take Advil until I eventually perhaps need a total knee replacement. And that doesn't mean I can't do things or work out. It's that this is the reality of my situation. And I can't change the reality of my situation. I mean, I can change it with Tylenol and I can change it with Advil, but I can't drop the needle on that. That is what it is. So I'm grateful that I'm still able to walk. I'm grateful that I'm able to put in a workout. I'm grateful that I've lost some weight so that it prevents further strain on that knee and any other joints in my body where I may exhibit severe arthritis. And for people in my age bracket, these are things to shoot for. These are realistic, purposeful things to acknowledge. 
And so I acknowledge those. And I think that it's important for the sake of gratitude to drop the needle out of your arm and face your reality. We all deal with being overwhelmed in different ways. And I feel the best way for me to deal with being overwhelmed is to admit that I don't know how to deal with being overwhelmed. I mean, you can continue to try synthetic mind frames or synthetic opportunities to create a sort of plastic world where you don't have to face the realities, but in the end, you're only deceiving yourself. At least that's the way I perceive it to be. You have to grasp a moment and appreciate the moment as it is. When I was dropping the needle on vinyl, one of the best moments for me was Bruce Springsteen's Darkness on the Edge of Town, in particular the song Streets of Fire. There's a place, about two minutes and 40 seconds into that song, where Bruce kind of wails. And you can hear the soul of his performance in that song bring the level to gut-wrenching. And that wail before he launches into the chorus again of the song Streets of Fire portrays everything about that era that is great for me and why it makes that particular piece of vinyl, that particular album, one of the top 20, if not the top 10 albums, if not the top five albums of all time for me. Now, everybody has their story, right? Everybody has their thing that gets them to admit what are those particular pieces in their chronology of music appreciation that not only just makes their era great, but also signifies the best of the best. And for that moment, that moment, everything about my appreciation of my musical upbringing is culminated in that particular moment. I grasp that moment. I reach out and latch on to that moment. And I tell myself in these periods of anxiety and in these periods of depression to remember that moment because at the time that was the moment and continues to be the moment that symbolizes everything in that era for me. And I'm tasked with finding that moment every day or as often as I can to appreciate everything that I have now. I can never go back 
1978, sitting in an attic on 15th Street with Mark Lux, drinking Stroh's beer and listening to Darkness on the Edge of Town for the first time, and then starting it over again, and then starting it over again, and then starting it over again. Those days are over. Those days are gone. But like Streets of Fire, I'm tasked with finding new moments, grasping new slivers of things to be appreciative. And that's my goal and that's my challenge. Sorry to say that at the recording time of this podcast, that's all I got. I haven't realized fully how to deal with the extent of all of the horrible negative things that seem to be pounding us like an asteroid field. And I can't even find a couple of days of respite from it and call it a vacation now because of the increased COVID numbers. So there is kind of like the trapped like a rat in a corner syndrome. And that's where I'm at. And I'm tasked with finding the way to grasp the moment to lift myself out of that corner. And I'm working on that. And if you're working on that too, then I laud you. And I hope you find your moment as I hope I find my moment to grasp the moments, even with no trip and no immediate release from the chaos that surrounds us. Well, I am being fully present with the fact that the Browns are one and one, and I am being fully present in that before I start to worry about whether I have salt and sand on the front porch to deal with the first snowfall, that fall is still really yet to come. And so we're going to work on grasping those moments. And to be able to continue to protect my bride and my family from what seems to be a never-ending virus and pandemic. So here's hoping, even if you drop the needle and live in the past momentarily, that you realize that we all have to live fully in the present moment or try to find new ways to live in the present moment and to face the things that are in front of us. Hopefully with fullness and hopefully with some sense of gratitude. So Alexa just gave me a reminder that my bride needs to take her pills and that's my job and role as a caregiver to make sure that that happens. So off I go. And in the meantime, Here's hoping you are safe 
and that you have given yourself over to trusting science so that we can all take the trips that we want to take, huh? And do the things that we want to do without fear. And that we also surge ahead, surge forward, hopefully finding new ways to be grateful for the things that we have. And thank you for downloading and listening to another episode. And I'm grateful for this of the Gratitude Journal podcast. <laughs>